Hello, and welcome to Dear Graham, a podcast for Graham. Great. <laughs> I was just testing out what you would do if I didn't say anything. I think I said great. You did. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the last episode that we put out, we recorded multiple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and we weren't sure how the election was going to go. Trial and... of the Chicago 7. Yes. And um, as since then, we breathed a little sigh of relief. Yeah. So we'll see how things shake out. Positive reviews thus far. Yes. Agree. Yeah. I don't think we're out of the woods yet, but. Positive reviews thus far. Yes. Yeah. So this week we are doing um, another installment of Classic Movies and Classic Cocktails. Fan favorite segment. I think it's my favorite segment. Your favorite segment. <laughs> I don't think we have any other segments. I think we did a while ago, but I've forgotten them. <laughs> um, yeah. We do What Are You Drinking? But that's not really a segment. That's that kind of got incorporated into this. It sure did. Very useful. Yeah. So um, on this week of classic movies and classic cocktails, I'm drinking a pink gin. And what a pink gin, gin is, it is, it is, ugh. I haven't had any yet, but you wouldn't know from the way I'm speaking. It is gin and Angostura bitters, and that's it. And you put the bitters in a martini glass, which I think, you know, classically was very tiny, but our martini glass is very large. Yeah. And you just like shake a couple drops of the bitters in there and you roll them around and you dump them out and then you put gin on top of it with ice if you want. And we don't have any ice. So my martini glass is humongous and I have like a half inch of pink gin in the bottom because I really didn't want a whole, you know, flask of it. Sure. So I'll, I'll have some right now. It smells nice. Early reviews. Well, I know I like this gin, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Quality radio. Ooh, that is room temperature gin. All right. Yeah. Okay. And I am drinking a Hurricane. Uh, it is, um, let's see, four and a half ounces of, four and a half? No, more than that. So, an undetermined amount of ounces of rum. Four and a half ounces of rum. I think, I think maybe. So like two and a half shots. Is no, that no, right? no. Four and a half ounces of rum. Yeah, because it's meant to be one point five ounces light rum, one point five ounces dark rum. Okay. One point five ounces Bacardi. One point one eighteen ninety eight <laughs> Bacardi eighteen ninety eight, and we only had dark rum. So it is uh, just dark rum. Just dark rum, and then four three ounces of orange juice, three ounces of pineapple juice, and. 0.5 ounces of grenadine syrup. It's pretty. It is pretty. It's got a nice pink hue to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've already had some and it's it's solid. Good. My pink rum, I should say, is not pink. It's sort of, well, the martini glass is blue, so it's hard to tell, but it's sort of like a light brown, yeah. like a light brown liquor color. Yeah. But also um, my our bitters were I'm pretty sure they're four years old, three or four years old. And when I went to shake a couple of drops into my glass, the little shaker part came off and I glugged about a quarter cup into my glass. So I dumped it out and mm -hmm. I just pitched it because, you know, it was old anyway. And I couldn't get the shaker part back on. And it seems, you know, you don't want to yeah. accidentally have a teaspoon whenever just... you're supposed to only have like a dash. Sure. So I dumped it all out and stuff, but I mean, you're only supposed to shake a couple drops in there, so it probably has more than is called for, but I mean, I think that this gin is nice and floral and fine, so it just tastes like that. Cool. Great. I wouldn't really recommend this drink, though. Would you recommend your drink? Yeah, it's great. Okay, great. And then the movie that we're uh, reviewing is Philadelphia Story. 
It's either ah uh, or the Philadelphia story. Oh. I just, I mean, I cut out the. Is that a preposition? So the Philadelphia story. <laughs> I think it's a Philadelphia story. I think it is a Philadelphia story. Mm -hmm. Starring Katherine Hepburn, Cary Grant. I'll let you go. Let's see if you can get all of them. Oh, I don't know anybody else. I only know Katherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. Jimmy. Oh, I Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> And another person whose name I cannot remember and I'm not allowed Imogene to look Imogene Heap. I don't think that is who that no. is. No. Who's Imogene Heap? A comedian from I, a similar time, the 50s, I think. It's not I important. I thought she was a singer. I don't know. Of the aughts. We, this is not important. <laughs> I think I thought she was Fiona Apple. Okay, we're getting way off topic. <laughs> Do you want to give a synopsis of Philadelphia, a Philadelphia story? Yeah. Um, so oh! We could. Are we reviewing this movie to celebrate the great city of Philadelphia coming through in this election? Yeah, I planned that in advance. Great. For sure. Well, you got a Philly cheesesteak yesterday to celebrate the great city of Philadelphia, which I thought was very nice. Yeah. Forgot to As get a, it without onions, but. Yeah, darn. Yeah. As a Pittsburgher, I thought that was very nice. I never realized until I moved to Pittsburgh the animosity between Pittsburgh and Philly because as somebody from sort of Cleveland, I do not feel that way about Cincy in the slightest. I feel like we're related. Like, we're both from Ohio, and I feel like Pittsburgh and Philly are related. They're both from Pennsylvania, but you don't think of yourself as somebody from Pennsylvania. I do not. You think of some... Okay, anyway, it I doesn't am. matter. We don't need to get into it. Uh-huh. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, and maybe for a different podcast. <laughs> okay. I'm being nice to Philadelphia right now. Uh-huh. I like Philadelphia. That's cool. Okay, so the Philadelphia story. Philadelphia story. Um, based on a Broadway play that came out a few years earlier. This film came out in 30, oh man, I mean, 40, 41, I think. 40 or 41. Oh my gosh, this drink. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, basically, <laughs> Catherine Hepburn is a rich socialite mm -hmm. um, who is getting married for a, a second time after having initially been married to Cary Grant. Mm -hmm. and who was also, who, a, rich who was also a rich socialite and um jimmy stewart and his partner work for a magazine and are basically sent in undercover to uh take pictures and write a story about this like the wedding of the year and carrie grant is attempting to break up the wedding basically yes i'm going sparse on details but that's pretty much what it is yeah. Chaos ensues. Uh, yeah. It's a blast. It's just a, it's, it's a rom-com before rom-coms kind of were the formula that they are. Yeah. Cause it has, it's nothing of that yeah. formula whatsoever. Yeah. You, yeah. It's just a comedy with romance in it. Yes. Man, it's good. Oh, it's great. Is that and really all you're going to say about it? That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. I'm keeping it short. Keeping it brief. Okay. Well then if that's all you're going to say about it, then what? What are you, what? You know, what are we talking about? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> okay. So can I expand on that a little? Feel free. Okay. So, uh, yeah, she was married to Cary Grant before, and now she's marrying Frank. What's his name? I George? don't remember. George sounds right. George. I think it's George. And he is a common man. And I think he's also very wealthy. He is. But he wasn't born into money. Yeah. I think he worked for his money, which is the difference between them. He did. But he's also portrayed as an opportunistic, you know, tool, kind of, who mm -hmm. will do anything to accrue more wealth and power. I didn't really get that watching this movie. It's there. I just got, he was sort of out of touch with like who she was as a person. He just thought she was a 
beautiful object definitely that, he could have. that is also definitely true but he very clearly views her as like the next step in whatever's next for him hmm okay. like i definitely think he has political aspirations I don't think I'm reading too much into this. Um, and, you know, he views marrying into this family as the next step in whatever his plan is. They're like the Kennedys, but not political. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Kennedys weren't always political. Ah, oh, they're like the Kennedys before they were political. Yeah. When were the Kennedys not political? Before Teddy. That's so long ago. Before Teddy. That's a Roosevelt. That's my mistake. Okay. <laughs> Still, it's pretty long ago. I was going to say, Teddy Kennedys. The... <laughs> All right. We don't need to get into the Kennedys. It's like what about the Roosevelt? How long ago were they not political? which side i don't know i was just covering to uh cover for the fact that i mistook teddy roosevelt, teddy roosevelt was the first political kennedy. roosevelt well that was so long ago who can even remember before that um this is getting away from me no one can remember before that everyone who was alive before that is dead we wrote <laughs> things down <laughs> so i can pretty confidently say that teddy roosevelt was the first political roosevelt okay great that settles it then all right that's fine <laughs> so um she's gonna marry george and uh, Cary Grant is back in town, and her little sister, who's like, I don't know, eight, nine, yeah, um, loves Cary Grant. As child actors go, great, she's great. Fine. She's, yeah I, yeah, I didn't walk out of this film that we saw in our own home saying, Yeah, this child ruined the movie for me. She never steals the scene, nope. and she's also not portrayed in a way that wishes makes you wish she would. I feel like, um, more recently, whenever there's a kid, yeah. it's all these close-ups of the kid's face and mm -hmm. like, gee, mister, what don't you just think? Yes. You know, and there's none of that. She's just another character. Well, and there's not really very many close-ups of anybody. And I think some of that's the, you know, the cameras yeah. didn't probably have a Zoom feature. HD didn't exist. Yeah. Um, but she's just another character, you know, and she's kind of sassy. And so um, Catherine Hepburn finds out that the undercover reporters are undercover reporters. And so... Um, um, she decides well, to kind of take him for a ride. She, yeah, she finds that out right off the bat because mm -hmm. they they get to be undercover reporters because the the magazine has dirt on Catherine Hepburn's father, who is kind of estranged from the family because he's having an affair with a ballerina yeah. in New York City. Yeah, so they're <laughs> it's a trying very to they're wealthy trying, man yeah. thing to do they're in trying, the thirties. <laughs> so they're trying to cover up the affair by letting these two reporters come in to take photos of the wedding, which they will then in return, bury the story. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't like my drink. Do you want some of mine? Oh, yes, please. It's great. Let's see. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's nice. So, um, should we talk about things we like and don't like about this movie? I could talk about this movie for hours. Go for it. It's a great film. Catherine Hepburn. Uh, Catherine Hepburn is just the best electric maybe, she yeah just every time she is on screen just unbelievable she's so funny she's her hilarious. timing is spot on Cary grant is also terrific in this but it's kind yeah. of an understated he kind of just gets to hang out uh-huh like she is carrying a lot of this film oh yeah yeah and she is she is she's magnificent because she's very like she she gets to do a lot of different things because at first she's acting just totally goofy to throw off the mm -hmm. um, reporters. And then she gets to be mad. She yes. gets to be in love sort of yep, she, she, but never like, like sappy at all. Yes. She gets to be very drunk, which is a, a drunk cap. Catherine Hepburn is super duper fun. Super fun. Do you want to hear a fun story about this film? Yes, please. Uh, well, Catherine Hepburn obviously played the role on Broadway. 
Um, I don't know if I ever coached oh, that, but so she uh-uh. was deep into it. So she. It is obviously a play. Yeah, it's very obviously a play. So she played the role on Broadway and was deeply involved in the casting process. Cool. Uh, Jimmy Stewart, who won an Academy Award for this film, didn't think that he, the, the story is, and you know, there's a lot of stories about old Hollywood, who knows what's true and what's not. But the story is that he didn't think he was particularly suited for this role that he eventually won an Oscar for. Um, and he wasn't going to go to the Oscars when he was nominated for best. I, Jimmy I, Stewart wasn't. I think it was best supporting actor, but it might've just been best actor. I don't know huh. what the categories were back then. Uh, until he got a phone call a couple minutes before the show advising him that he should probably show <laughs> to the Oscars. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Because that was before, like, it was very secret who was going to win. Uh-huh. And he, like, threw on a jacket real quick and, like, ran over <laughs> That's to funny. where the Oscars were and, and won. He was really good. He is good. Yeah. Now, you might like Catherine Hepburn's first choice for that role more. Who was it? Spencer Tracy. Oh, yeah. Spencer Tracy turned down the role, and he hadn't met Catherine Hepburn at this oh, point, really? apparently. This, again, the story is uh-huh. that he hadn't met Catherine Hepburn. Um, and they eventually were in you know, a ton of films together. Mm-hmm. But uh, he really wanted to do a different film that came out the next year. I forget what film it was, but... Mm-hmm. And so he turned that turned this down. But I think he probably would have been better than Jimmy Stewart. I think Jimmy Stewart's excellent in this movie. I agree. I like Jimmy Stewart in this movie. I think everyone's movie. really good in this movie. Yeah, I agree. So um, to spoil this movie for you, Graham, she does end up leaving George and marrying uh, Cary Grant. Yeah, it's very obvious five minutes into the film that that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not at all... I don't know. It's not saccharine. No. But it is very, like, it kind of grated on me when I watched this movie because it was like, well, like, this is pretty classist, you know, like, yeah, sure. you got to stay within your class, otherwise you won't be happy, so you might as well stay with the wealthy people, yeah. which is not the message of the film. It's not. Um, But, you know, but it's just, it's a fun, um, you got to pay attention because they speak very quickly. So fa- The dialogue is so fast. It's not as fast as bringing up baby. It's faster. Which is another, no. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're you're right. I flipped Bringing it. Up Baby is faster. Bringing Up Baby is faster. Bringing Up Baby is another Katherine Hepburn movie that we watched um, where we might have talked about it, but we I couldn't I we even, did. like, I needed the subtitles and then I needed to pause it so I could read the subtitles because she talks so very, fast. She's very, very talented. She is very talented, but she talks a little bit less quickly in this movie, which made it easier mm-hmm. for me to follow. Um, but it's sort of, despite the fact that you do have to pay attention, um, it's sort of a mindless little romp about, yes. you know, like how nice and fun it is to have just be fabulously wealthy. Yes. Yeah, it is. Like it they spend a lot of time is. at the pool. It's based on the writer, I think, the writer of the play, like knew a family in Philadelphia oh. that was like this. And they were going to film the movie. I steal a lot from IMDb when I do these mm-hmm. like random asides. They were going to film the movie at this family's actual estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they decided that no one in America in the 1940s would believe that a family could be this wealthy oh or my this gosh. opulent. Really? Yeah. So they didn't do that. So they filmed it at a and it was too other large. fabulously yeah. opulent place. Yeah. I think it was just sets, honestly. Oh, uh, well, it looked good. There, There's a scene, the opening of this film, somewhat controversial. Um, there's no words, uh, but Catherine Hepburn is leaving Cary Grant for the first time. And uh, Catherine Hepburn is like throwing his stuff out of the house. Oh, yeah. And it ends with, the scene ends with Cary Grant, like almost like he 
winds up to punch her as she like throws his golf she breaks one of his golf clubs oh yeah he winds up to punch her and then he's like oh i can't do that and then he just like you see him like struggling and then he puts his hand on her head and pushes her down yeah i forgot about that it is you know very much of the time Uh uh-huh I think the more impressive thing is how well Catherine Hepburn falls. Yeah, it's really good physical acting. It's very good, and like it's not, it's very clearly a joke. Mm-hmm. When you know, but and it's not because he like puts his whole palm whole, on her face. Yes, he just whoop, and she does it so well. Mm-hmm. You know, so really, I look at that scene and I think this is of the time. It's not something that they would do in the future, and they don't do it in the remake of this film that came out like. 15 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, the musical? The musical version, mm-hmm. which isn't as good. No. But still an interesting cast in that one. But yeah. um, I don't think that ruins the movie for me. Yeah, no, and I sort of, I entirely forgot about yeah. that scene, to be honest. It's very early. There's no dialogue. It's all physical acting. Mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn's the best. Things I like about this movie is the dialogue is very fun and quick. So fun. I like very, very much the costumes and the sets. Yeah, it's a blast. Because it is real fun to just watch people with so much money they don't don't know what to do with it. And the people from the newspaper keep commenting on this. And they're like using the China, you know, they're like looking at her wedding presents and taking pictures for the tabloid. And, you know, mm-hmm. talking about how like all the China and like using them as bells and like. Yes. So that's sort of like a normal person's entrance to this movie, you know, because mm-hmm. um, like in Crazy Rich Asians, the person, the woman is not super rich herself. Mm-hmm. And so provides sort of a grounding yeah. for the every single other person being so wealthy that it like never needs to be addressed again. Yeah. Um. So the the um, reporters are useful in that instance. I kind of sense. look at it as like absurdist comedy, like mm-hmm. that somebody could live in this way. Is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And some of that is just the way that they speak. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's very much the Catherine Hepburn accent really comes. The Bryn Mawr accent, right? Yeah. Is she, that a boarding she, school? Or is a, that a college? It's a college. But So she had that accent before the college? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Catherine Hepburn's accent is glorious. Oh, it's very good. And she really plays it up and, like, does a caricature of yes. herself sometimes. Yeah. Just so good. And very self-aware. I think part of my brain thinks that acting didn't really exist (laughs) until like 1980. (laughs) Until like the Godfather. That's funny. Because. Why do you say that? I think it's just that like before that. Was Spartacus really Spartacus? He was Spartacus. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, but part of my brain, like acting on a a deeper level. Mm. Like before that, it seems like a lot of people reading lines and saying, like, John Wayne, I think of as a bad actor. Mm-hmm. When I watch a John Wayne film, I'm not like, wow, John Wayne is doing a great job. I'm thinking, there's John Wayne. He's the same in everything. He says lines that are almost always, the, like, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's you know, fine. I'm not knocking John Wayne films. I have a lot of thoughts on John Wayne as a human. Mm-hmm. But John Wayne films, you know, for the most part, hold up. Mm-hmm. Except for the racist ones. But they're not acting is what you're saying? But he is not acting to the level of like Daniel Day-Lewis. And Catherine Hepburn is. And Catherine is. is. Yeah. Yes. It seems like she is. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know about Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. I don't really consider that acting. I consider that a mental illness. (laughs) Does he think he's Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. That's maybe fair. But Cary Grant maybe too is an exception to this because he just kind of 
Well, no, because he's always the same kind of cool character. I don't know. I think acting just maybe wasn't as refined. Because I remember watching uh, behind-the-scenes tapes of... Well, not behind-the-scenes, just the DVD extras of Star Trek in the 60s. Uh, yeah. And Leonard Nimoy, Nimoy, Nimoy took it very seriously. Yeah. And really thought that he internalized everything. He was a very internal actor. I've seen and Galaxy would, Quest. I know what Leonard Nimoy was like. Process, process, process. And then like two words would come out of Spock's mouth. Yes. And to me, when I watched Star Trek from the 60s, a riot. Yeah. Very fun. I love it very much. It's a blast. Spock says two words with a blank face. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> I don't see the inside stuff, but I'm sure it's there. So, yeah, Galaxy Quest <laughs> is a terrific behind the scenes. I know we've talked about Galaxy Quest on the podcast before. We sure have. But Alan Rickman, who I consider to be one of my favorite actors of all time, uh-huh. doing Leonard Nimoy uh-huh. is just glorious. That is fun. I consider Catherine Hepburn, Hepburn to be one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah, I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. She is terrific. There's a very long scene because it was a play. Yeah. And most of the third act of the play is at and after a party that's like a ball yes. you know like in like 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 little women-esque you know mm-hmm. debutante but like it's just another rich a rich neighbor is having a party just and like it a happens Friday to be night. a ball yeah. and they've got you know live music and many butlers with drinks on trays and mm-hmm. you know all sorts of crazy stuff i think it's just at uncle willie's house Oh, it might be. I think it is. And and so um, Jimmy Stewart and Catherine Hepburn are just very drunk for the duration. Yes. Which is very fun. It's very fun. And it goes on and on and on. And it like doesn't great. Yeah. It's just very fun. Jimmy Stewart uh, didn't think he deserved an Academy Award for this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thought that it was uh, an Academy Award that he won for a movie he had been in a, a year or a couple years before. Uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington which is a very different film. Maybe this this current film's equal, hmm. um, but very optimistic about government in the United States. Hmm. It's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. But serious. But, well, yeah, it is serious, but it's also, it's a, it's a Frank Capra um, who did It's a Wonderful Life. Ah, mm-hmm. It's very, and Frank Capra was an immigrant who, mm-hmm. you know, believed in America. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like America is the greatest nation because of our people. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. And so Jimmy Stewart thought that that was deserving he, he, and that a comedy yes. wasn't basically. I don't know if it was that a comedy wasn't or if it was that his performance wasn't. He didn't seem to just, he didn't seem to love his, his performance. In this mm, film. Gotcha. I thought it was great, but I mean, he was just sort of, sort of a buffoon. Yeah. So he maybe is. he preferred to win for being like a important character. Well, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. He's a he's probably he's pretty naive in that film. Mm. Um, but it's you know it's a good performance. It's it's a better performance than this, I think, for me. Yeah. Mm, okay. Can we talk about the old Hollywood gossip that we heard today regarding Catherine Hepburn? We can, as long as we say that everything absolutely after this unfounded point, to our knowledge. Yes. Uh, but here's the rumors. So the rumors that we heard today from Adam's mom, who um, is really plugged into this stuff. Yes. Is a big old Hollywood fan in Hollywood in general. So if anyone's going to sue, sue her. <laughs> Nobody's going to sue. So the rumor is that um, Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy were both gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was something about a man in old Hollywood who ran a gas station. Yeah. Which was um, like where, which was like a safe haven for going, um, if you were gay, mm-hmm. to participate in uh 
homosexual activities. Sure. And um, which, and I don't really have much of anything else to say about this other than I sort of hope, I don't know if I hope it's true or not, but regardless, it seems like Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy had a wonderful relationship. I would definitely agree with that. It seems like Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy had a wonderful relationship. And also Catherine Hepburn, this has nothing to do with whether or not a person is gay. Um, Never wanted to wear skirts. I think she mm -hmm. wears skirts a couple times in this movie. She wears a pantsuit in one scene, and it had to. It, it was worn over the objections of Louis B. Meyer, Mayer, Meyer, who was the head of Universal. I'm gonna I'm gonna mix some things up. Universal at the time, and they had to really talk him into allowing that to happen. And she just, as a person, really hated skirts and wore mm -hmm. skirts in in roles early in her career, and then just didn't yeah. ever after um, because you can't do anything in a skirt, particularly a skirt yes. of the time, where I'm sure you had to wear petticoats and like it wasn't just like a sure. one layer situation. Um, that has nothing to do with whether or not a person is gay, obviously. And also, as Adam pointed out in our separate conversations earlier today, um, you know, people didn't really have any idea what they were talking about with gay queer issues. And yeah. either you were straight or you were gay and it, there was nothing else. There was, yeah. And very binary. Yes. So and the world is not binary. No. And, and I mean, all these people are now dead. Yes. And um, Catherine Hepburn lived to be like 92 or something. Something like that. Looked amazing her whole life. It's a good run. Yeah, sure is. And so we will never know. But that's just an interesting little thing. Is this a queer movie? Maybe. I, I don't know. But <laughs> Catherine Hepburn is terrific. Terrific. Uh, she was terrific in everything that I have ever seen her in. Mm -hmm. Even bringing up Baby where she talks way too fast. Yeah. I assume that was a directorial thing. I assume she was nervous. Maybe. But... <laughs> Terrific film. Yeah. Uh, this is a terrific film. I'm, I would l keep it in my top five favorite movies, probably. It's so good. School of Rock. It's a great pick. <laughs> Can't knock it. Philadelphia Story. It's good. I don't know I'm going to see if you can fill this out. It. No, uh, I'll think about it and return at a later date. Okay. And so we would definitely recommend this movie to you, Graham, but how can Graham access it? Couldn't tell you. Probably Maybe the HBO Max? It is might be on HBO Max. I don't know. Do we... Because we saw it fairly recently again. I think it might be on HBO Max. Okay, great. Try HBO Max. It, yeah, it's it's good. It is good, yeah. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Great. Okay, bye, Graham. Thanks, Philadelphia. Thanks, Philadelphia. Bye. Bye.